0: Hey you wonderful batch. This week I am talking to the very funny comedian and magic radio host. He's also host of BBC Wales is the leak. It's lovely Tom Price. It's so lovely to have you listening. It's a very fun and silly one this week. Uh, Tell every other twat about the podcast, will you? Cool, 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 thank you. And rate, review and subscribe if you would, please. Thank you loads. If you've got any spare wedge floating about, I mainly recommend that you donate it to the Trussell Trust. They are uh, an amazing uh, collective who run food banks all over the place. Uh, If you've got spare money, even after that, I am on Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash thehooveringpod and you'll see where uh, you can swap your your money, anything from as tiny as $2 a month um, up to more. Uh, for podcast-related stuff like totally exclusive content and guest recipes and things like that. Uh, I haven't got any live work to plug, but hopefully my rescheduled tour dates will be out soon-ish. Uh, in the meantime, I'm doing lockdown special chats with former Hoovering guests on Monday nights at 9pm on the Hoovering Podcast's Instagram page. They're a bit of fun. Uh, and I'm very briefly playing an absolute arsehole in The Trouble with Maggie Cole on ITV. Episodes 2 and 4, mate. You're Welcome. So, Tom and I recorded this from the safe and correct distance of our very own homes, uh, remotely. And the program I used to record does this weird thing where it slightly distorts one of us if we start talking at the same time, just to flag that it's pesky. But uh, I know now, so lesson learnt. And you'll be relieved to know we don't really talk over each other much. So whoopa. Also, uh, we didn't plan to do this, but this episode is actually a bit special. It's something I've meant to do for ages. It's a battle off episode and it's a big one. That's right. It's Boost versus Starbar. Strap in. We are having a cup of tea and, and a chocolatey treat or a biscuity treat. Yes. And I, what have you got for yourself? And um, would you mind taking a picture of it and sending it to me? Yes. Point?
3: Okay. So I have just taken a picture and um, the, the treat I've gone for is oh, I'm so happy about this. It is a, well, they're now called just a Cadbury Boost. Hmm. but it used to oh, be okay, what, what have you the, tell...
0: except the fact that I have got a star bar oh, and yeah. you've got a boost oh. I think is I mean that is fucking cool do you know that they're tw- they're sort of they're they're non-identical twins
3: no what hang on what is in a star bar a Star yeah bar.
0: have you yeah. ever had a star bar
3: Cadbury star bar oh my
0: god they really are yeah you're looking up it's a, yeah it's, it's just like a boost. Oh, my but, God, I had um, no
3: idea. They've literally rebadged it, you fool.
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: my God. So
0: I thought you couldn't beat a boost, and then I had a star bar, and I was like, oh, God. It, it, I honestly feel like I've fallen in love with two people at once. Oh. And I, like, for the first time ever, I can understand how a thrupple might work.
3: <laughs> this makes sense. I'd have both of them in a hot tub in the back garden, no problem at all. Absolutely. No problem. Delicious at all. Cadbury milk chocolate surrounding a chewy cosmos. All right, that's an overreach there, copywriter. Um, of golden caramel and a blast of peanut that's out of this world, Jess. That's Absolutely, your, yeah. That's what does your booth say
0: that it's going to do I'm for gonna, you? On, let's have a look at
3: I'm on, the, I'm on the official Cadbury website right now. Um, okay. Well, the Boost has got, oh no, so the Boost has got ver- various products available. You can get your Boost Bites, which are the sort of in the bag, the, the uh-huh. optimistically called share bag, uh-huh. like, like, fuck, am I sharing any of that? Um, yeah.
0: We can chop our own Boost
3: up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, that would be good to cut it off. So then you've got, a sta- I've, I've got a standard Boost, I'm going to click through on that, but there, you can now get the Boost Protein. So the Boost has been used as part of the Protein Gravy Train. Oh, Christ.
0: Um. What have they done? I well, mean what do they think a peanut is a star bar's already innately going to have what how are they even inject what it means they're injecting that gross way the, the way
3: stuff yeah which is just yeah, that
0: is just the, it, it, exactly like a after their workout
3: yeah it's 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 heroin for for pricks who fucking make you know go for the full on people having yeah. the the protein drinks have you ever done the protein drinks
0: I've sipped many a protein drink in my life and gone, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Who, are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Um, there was a right. month where I enjoyed one. And I think um, it... I felt, I think I I had been to the gym. I yeah. was genuinely like, well, I'm really fucking tired and I've got no chance of buying anything nice to eat for a good couple of hours. Yeah. And um, so I bought one from the machine, like the vending machine in the gym. Oh. And it's the only time it was ever nice. It was, I think it was called Grenade or something, the brand, and it was mint choc chip flavour. It was just a milkshake. It's, it's just, just a to- It's
3: still got shit loads of sugar. There's just a slightly yeah, higher bread. protein
0: content. Or- Yeah, or do you know what, I think more often than not, because now they've really loved to brag it's low sugar, instead they fill it with sweeteners, which sort of by design make your body react as if you've had sugar. Yeah. Uh, Not in terms of energy, but they make your body panic in all the ways that sugar makes your body panic, and give you the shits. So,
3: Oh, does
0: sweeteners give you the shits? In excess, yeah. That's why Ah. any sort of sugar-free sweet, even sugar-free polos, I remember, was one of the first sort of sugar-free things. Even when I was a kid, there were sugar-free polos, and everyone... We all became aware that if we ate a whole packet, we'd start yeah. shitting ourselves. And perversely, as teenagers, we'd do that on purpose. Oh, sort yeah. of a sort of butthole bulimia, really. <laughs>
3: butthole bulimia. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, that's... Um... That's probably, that's a, that's correct, probably yeah. a better brand for the boost. Boost Butthole Bulimia from Cadbury's. Uh, this is a taste bud boosting blast of biscuit. All right, guys, chill out with the bees. In a soft uh, cocoa uh, centre encased in chewy caramel and Cadbury milk chocolate, packing a punch yeah. in every layer. So they're really they're, – they're focusing in on the bodybuilders there, clearly. Lots of bees and punches. They
0: are, actually. Yeah, uh, yes, isn't it funny that they're uh, – and it really tickles me when they – um. They clearly are trying to target blokes as well, going for really kind of like yeah. violent language. This is really manly chocolate bar. You're well. gonna
3: yeah, forget about having your dick in your hand. This is all you need. Do you think that? Do you think that we've accidentally completely gone in a, a gendered direction with our choices? We've obviously got a similar palette in terms of what we need. But for this, do you think the Star Bar is maybe a more feminine version of the Boost? Discuss.
0: Uh-huh. God, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Starbar. It's not so gendered with Starbar, but Starbar's like the geek kind of cult boost that nowhere near as many people know about as know about the boost. Yeah, I feel like nerdy younger brother. Do you know what I mean? Like it's the it's a probably like I don't know, slightly cleverer, but way more of a virgin, scrawny younger brother.
3: Yeah, it's a bit like being a fan of Manson in the nineties. when when Britpop was out there for you uh, and and it was doing great things. And I'm like, nah, blow a racist. No, 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 no. I like Manson and Melody Maker. Up your bum.
0: I'm afraid I'm into eels. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
3: yeah yeah it's not the eels it's eels isn't that the same with the Mannix as well the Manic street preachers are not the Manic yeah. Street preachers if you're a proper fan you go mm, it's Manic street preachers okay
0: oh yeah. my god if you're that guy you need to get flicked in the ear that's <laughs> kind i'm being kind right should we try our respective um chocolate bar yeah this is
3: the i was i'm very grateful that you said we can have a
0: to talk in this much detail before about what we're going to eat before we've even eaten it Tom. this hasn't happened for a while and it's such I, well, think I'm gonna, I think I might dump mine in my tea because I've never tried it before and there's been a lot of text about oh, it. I haven't, got, I
3: haven't got a tea. All I've got is a Diet Coke with some shit yourself aspartame in. <sighs> I'm quite annoyed about that. Okay, so right. worth saying straight off the bat don't, that the, the yeah. length of the boost has definitely, it's definitely got shorter.
0: Has it? Well,
3: it's now about the length of my middle finger. It's a, it's like a fat middle finger and I'm sure a, bu- a boost know, used to be... Well, yeah, that's true. I've got a, I've got a large hand. That's true. But I, I'm not a, I'm not a, on the Richard Osman sort of scale of things. I'm tiny.
0: Is he a massive? Is he a massive-handed man?
3: Yeah, he's got. Have I, by the way, have I, have I got permission to eat? Because I've started.
0: Do it. I'm dunking my hand. I'm holding it in for one, two, three, Lovely. four, five. Right. Okay. Oh god. Fucking hell. How shit. is that? Shit. Shit. I have um, some of it's dripping onto my notes, which my child has already <sighs> faced.
3: Mmm. Oh that's great news. Oh fucking hell. Yeah. Is that what's, yeah. what's the what's the caramel uh, count doing for you? There's a lot of caramel on the boost.
0: I've got a serious amount of caramel, yeah, but that mm. tea dunk is really um Oh I'm annoyed about that. I should have brought tea. I'm sorry, I should have made sure you had a tea. Mm. It's, um it's extraordinary. It's got um, do you like a lion
3: bar? Of course I like a lion bar. Jess, of course I do. You know,
0: you know, you know the sort of intense peanut? It, it's sort of like peanuts leveled up. I don't know whether they've managed to put the essence of a peanut within a peanut. Whatever mm. they've done to peanuts in lions. Yeah. It's got that, but it's also got like, in the, with the like really intense peanutty middle. There's like um, a little bit of Rice Krispies or something. There's some other lighter texture in there. Rice Krispies Mm -hmm.
2: in the Lion
3: Bar. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. And is that what you've got going on there as well?
0: They're in the Star Bar. They're inside the Star Bar. Oh, okay. same sort of fondant as you get in your boost, but this is like yellow and it's just all peanut. It's basically peanut butter. Yeah. And then the caramel and then the chocolate around the edge of that. It's off the fucking chart. Yeah,
3: so I've got a similar thing. So I've got cho- obviously chocolate around the edge. You've got your chocolate wrapping. Then you've got the caramel sort of, the, the condom of caramel, which is holding yeah. it. Or, or sort of, a, let's go for sausage. That might be nicer. Like <laughs> sausage of caramel, right? The sausage skin. And then inside there's the, there's powdery <laughs> stuff. I don't know what it is. It's not nougat and it's not, it's certainly not yeah. white stuff, but it's,
0: I don't know what it is. It's I just called a, it fondant earlier. I don't know what it is. Mm, what is it? The sort of the kind of moist m- dust.
3: Chocolate moist dust, yeah, mud, chocolate mud, chocolate clay. Gonna mm. Throw that out there. Mm. And then there's the odd sort of spot of a, a very small biscuit. Um mm. I'm just, I'm going to go for a second bite if I may.
0: Yes, please. Mm-hmm.
3: I have. Well, the depression thing about the second bite on any chocolate bar Josh, is, if you're like me, this is now. I'm now over halfway through the chocolate bar. Oh,
0: it's a big biter. Yeah. Well, I'm not halfway. Fucking
3: I'm- hell, this is insane. Hmm. The amount of sugar.
0: It's so good.
3: I'm gonna crash really badly, by the way. I get very I'll get very tearful.
0: I might have a heart. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just to warn you.
0: I spent a lot of the morning actually crying about nothing. I cried through Joe Wicks' PE lesson this morning. Oh, do But so I, I kind of cleared out the tanks, actually, so I think I'll be all right with this sugar.
3: I just sugar. cried at some family of pricks singing a Les Miserables song about oh. about coronavirus. Oh, God. Oh, I'm running out. I'm, I'm out of tears, but I'm refueling with this. I, I will I will crash, and you'll get a full grief cast out of me in about 20 minutes. Thank you,
0: carrie Yeah. Perfect. We are in the middle of such a fucking crazy time, unprecedented, but how do you feel about, um, like, eating during this quarantine and pandemic? In terms of, like, are you confident you've got, like, full cupboards and you're well enough connected, or is there some, you know, to get stuff in, even if you end up not being allowed out? I don't know if you've been ill.
3: No. So we'll touch with so far, no. (laughs) No. yeah i think we're okay i think we're all right we we did uh luckily my wife has got a really helpful low level the world's about to end anxiety which she's been working on for the, the pretty much the all the 20 years or more that what i feel King like i've legend. known her now legend. Uh, oh, legend yeah it's really helpful um having a wife who's basically a prepper so i've got to spend the last you know how long we've been together 15 years actually it is i've spent yeah. the whole time going oh god stop worrying oh god why do you you, you know you're wasting your life away worrying it's not going to be a pandemic. And then one day oh there's a fucking pandemic did you buy a lot of beans and ready rice oh great (laughs) wicked so so i'm sort of um i'm you know i'm being kept alive via the anxiety of my wife so there's a lot of stuff you know we've laid down uh much like people lay down wine um there's a lot of uh, microwavable rice
0: nice yeah how how do you feel
3: about microwavable rice because i'm a big fan and, and if you don't like it i'll fight you
0: Oh, no, I really, um, I'm a big, big, the only thing about microwavable rice, and I'll say I'll use it over 50% of the time, mm. so I'm a big odd fan. Um, but I do feel guilty when I use it because of all the packaging, only because I totally, do you know, oh, there are so many people who don't eat rice at home because they're so scared of fucking up the cooking of it. And <laughs> for them, I think, you know, what's a? you've got no excuse now. It's like, it's a new microwave for a minute and a half, and it's perfect. Right? It comes out perfect it's, every time.
3: It's so nice. I've Yeah.
0: So for them, it's brilliant. Why I feel guilty when I use it, not necessarily during apocalypse times, mm. but in general life, is because I'm perfectly fine at cooking rice. Yes, I don't need to buy. Yes, rice for people who can't
3: cook well, that, rice. That's it. I mean, and we the, apparently the reason we don't cook normal rice is because my wife is insistent that she can cook it, but it's because it makes too much mess. She says it makes too much mess and there's lots of steam. Blah. Anyway. Um, do you
0: remember? Do you know what you've reminded me of? God. I don't know. if Did you have this? I don't know if we're a similar age, but um, when I was a kid, we used to have boiling the bag rice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to that? So you'd have, like, well, you know, portion of rice in a little see-through yeah. hole in bag that you'd put in water.
3: And all that plastic was, was doing with yeah. the boil-in-the-bag rice, was was helping you, was making sure you didn't have to do the maths of twice as much water as rice, because that is it. Yeah. That is the yeah, only yeah, of yeah. maths you have to do. And and all that's all that boil-in-the-bag was there for, just to say, all right, listen, just oh, clearly you're struggling with the idea of twice as much water as, as rice. So put yeah. all of the fucking kettle in, you 1980s prick, and just then <laughs> put this bag into the boiling water. That yeah. is what it was, these products. I mean, I, I guess... I guess that grew up and became microwavable rice, right? That must have
0: been. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But I would say that yeah. you can recycle the packaging for microwavable rice. Can you? Yeah, it's got re- it's oh. got a recycling thing on it, and we checked, and you can. It goes in, and it's it's still not great. You shouldn't. Still, I guess you, we should try not to, but but we are.
0: Well, I, think I, I do think microwavable rice is like a genius invention. It will be one of those things that we never go back from, especially no. the types. That are a complete come to cook like wild rice. Yeah. Who's making their own wild rice? Who's going yeah. out and getting those
3: little black shards? Well, right, exactly. And we also we had a lot of bad times with brown rice when we were first going out, sort of in the oh. mid-noughties. We were dating and and trying to have sophisticated meals, and we'd have brown rice, and it was just literally you put this on to boil and come back. Come come back when it's you know uh, uh, Lent or or come back when it's midsummer. You, you know it's like it just took forever, brown rice. And I think that's what really that switched it off for us.
0: So <laughs> true. Um, in terms of so I'm glad you're well stocked. Is, yes. is there anything in your um in your stores, even in your cupboards or in your freezer or whatever, or in your fridge, that you're like really excited about? Actually, um, and is there anything that you're dreading where you know that you'll have had to have got to the point of the most the most gasping
3: yeah words. yeah yeah the okay yeah. good um yeah. so i would say the thing i'm most excited about is uh, the amount of chocolate that we finally got in the house because um i am a i have a massive sweet tooth terrible oh, sweet tooth Re- do you are, you are you the same
0: no i don't actually um i've got a salt tooth like and i don't generally care about pudding I'm, i know it's gonna make you hate me and it's lots of people hate me yeah uh, in fact, Carrie Lloyd and I had a, like a full-on row when we did one of these because she's so the opposite. I, I get it, yeah. Um, but things that I am a big perv for are like I have to be in the mood, but chocolate. Like I'm, I'm about to have my last mouthful of Starbar Oh yeah. Like I don't know. I really like chocolate. I don't care very much about sweeties or puddings. So, uh, so-
3: right, okay. Well, you're we're, we're incompatible. That's the first bit okay. of for you because okay. i would definitely like as soon as I finish this biscuit boost. I can, yep. I can, I'm ready to go again. I could probably have four. I could probably have four. Okay. Um, so <laughs> sort of imagine a Labrador in a bin. That's my approach. To that. <laughs> and There's absolutely no pleasure taken from it, which is why, do you know what? It's this, this Jess, has been so great because it's been a sort of a mindful approach to eating something which I normally inhale. So this, I've, I really did enjoy. I've still got half of it. And through taking oh, my nice. time with it. Yeah, through going well, slowly. My
0: time, actually but i think i am um, i think less mindful i mean i think you've been mindful at all if you've talked about what something tastes like to someone that's yeah. mindful eating surely it means you've noticed yeah. <laughs> which is the least you can ask but also i think something in me because i've had like a totally kind of you know it's not ridiculous in the state in the pandemic times but i've had such a, an emotional morning yeah. i think i just wanted to smash some big chocolatey chewy chocolate bar mm, mm. just as a kindness to myself yeah the in <laughs> itself is like like a big happy viking and yeah <laughs> i feel like a big happy viking now like it's <laughs> genuinely made me happier are you saying it?
3: joe wicks is a big happy viking then
0: i don't think joe wicks is a big or happy (laughs) no no. i don't don't, don't, don't know poor joe wicks um he's jesus isn't he really
3: yeah yeah yeah. he really is um well he's he's... probably still going to be going by christmas to be honest or easter he's fucking i mean yeah every single day he's he's (laughs) he's on our house um (laughs) (laughs) so i'm having a bit of a joe wicks meltdown um yeah no so um it's because I had a complex thought and I was pleased with the complex thought and it's evaporating in my sugar days. I know, I know what it was. Okay. So yeah. like, so like I feel the definitely rewarding yourself with the chocolate because I don't smoke anymore and oh. I haven't smoked for years. So this is the, this is the equivalent of that. And it, it mm-hmm. so this, it goes back to a, a childhood thing. So, so Daisy Goodwin, right? You know, Daisy Goodwin, she wrote Victoria on, on ITV. Yeah. and all sorts of stuff. And her mother was a very famous um, chef. Right. Did you know that her mother was? No. was um She was. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she wrote a quite a famous uh, cookery book in the 1970s. I'm okay. Sure, I'm sure your many listeners will be all over this. Yeah. Um,
0: but she I wrote an wait, amazing. I'll put it in the podcast notes. Thanks.
3: There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. If we can have notes, yeah, good. Um, and she wrote a really great article about how rewarding your kids with chocolate. Or sugar or sweets is not love. That is not love. What you're doing, you feel like you're giving them love, and you're handing them a, a sugar addiction and uh, the wrong. You're, you're handing them a drug basically because that's what sugar is. And that was incredibly powerful when I when I when I read that that thought. Was, it,
0: was that written recently?
3: Yeah, yeah. She wrote right, it two right. years ago. Um, it, it's and it just. Res- resonated with me because when i was a kid my you my mother you gave me a lot i i had a lot of sugar as a kid which is why i still have a sweet tooth now and i really associate chocolate and sweets and sugar with comfort and being rewarded and safety and all the things i had, all those connections which which emotionally are not healthy to make and i'm, I'm trying sure. to detach my kids from that however to bring this rambling thought full circle when you're in times like this, when when you know we are feeling stressed, there is an underlying underlying anxiety with the pandemic stuff that's going on.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm just l- laughing at the ridiculousness of that sentence. There is an underlying anxiety with a pandemic. Um yeah. <laughs> But but boy, does it feel good to yeah. have to know that I've got the synaptic damage of having to go to sugar to get my yeah. reward. And I'm like, good, I fucking need a reward. So welcome on board, chocolate. Glad you're there
0: for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, do you know what? I think it's so fascinating and lovely to hear that, just because it's such a lovely bit of insight and honesty and self awareness. But equally, I, so I also had. Well, I basically had one feeder parent. Right. Who, um, my dad would just constantly, constantly be giving me stuff to eat and um, and loads of sweets, loads of chocolates, mm. um, and but sort of simultaneously avid hater of fat people so very confusing um yeah but i think i think the lady who wrote the article who will look up um has a point but i don't i don't think you can say you're not giving somebody love when you give them no. We, we yeah. are, I'm not saying I'm not giving them an addiction and a poison and un, and I don't think it's a healthy relationship with eating to feel reward or shame or sin or any of those emotional associations with eating something high energy and delicious let's say yeah. but I think it's possible to be giving somebody a crux and love all at once. I think that's generally what's happening. There's very few parents who go, I'm going to fucking get my kid really fucking addicted to this, like smack. They they are giving love. And exactly as you're saying, at times like this, where everybody's a bit worried and a bit sad, fucking make yourself feel good in whatever way you can. That's not actually going to harm anyone. Well, that's it. Yes, exactly. And it's not harming anyone. If you're having some chocolate that you might not have done, if, in day to day life, normally, if you have some chocolate. Oh, no, the-
3: I mean, isn't that the truth? Lower kind of- your immunity.
0: You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to get some like sugar crashes and tub up a bit. Give a shit. It's <laughs> a pandemic.
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Only the fat will survive when everyone else is starving yeah. because acardo have stopped delivering, and I'm eating the last granule of microwavable rice. I'll be fine <laughs> because I laid down supplies via biscuit boost. Thank you Cadbury's, you saved my life.
0: I'm imagining a small tower of boosts on a bed of microwaved rice. <laughs> your last meal. <laughs>
3: Honestly, <laughs> it's perfect. It's brutal, perfect. I love it.
0: um, and is there anything you're dreading eating that's in your stores then that you know when you well. get to that you're going, to go, Oh fuck this we're done.
3: Um, My wife does uh, a courgette thing, which she she cooks, because I I sort of tend to cook uh, uh, chicken fajitas or uh, bolognese things, stuff like that, or roast chicken and stuff. Maybe I'll do those. She will do those sorts of things as well, but also she will, because we're we're, we're doing the flexitarian thing. We're eating less meat, which doesn't bother me at all. Absolutely fine with it. But she does make this weird thing where she makes, it's like a courgette bolognese. It's It's just, and she takes courgettes and she, she sort of shaves a courgette, so you get layers of courgette, and they're right. just—I I mean, it's just like—it reminds me of of when people cut up a body and take a cross section of the brain.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just the way you said shave the courgette because yeah. it makes you think particularly hairy courgette.
3: Well, they almost do have hairs on them courgettes. They
0: are they a do. bit prickly. bristles on, haven't they?
3: Yeah. Do you at like
0: courgettes? them though. No. I don't know what I like. The courgette. I have to be. In, yeah, I don't. I don't mind. I'm not going to be like, oh my god, courgettes, yes, please. But um, <laughs> I think for one year, uh, I successfully grew courgettes, and then they lose their magic when you've got eight stone of courgettes to eat in a month. <laughs> come in autumn. No, right, they do. I was, I was making courgette cakes, oh, fucking yeah. curries, every everything I made out of courgette
3: in it you sound like a demented tory wife when you
0: say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about my marrow glut. Yeah, yeah exactly that What? yes um god yeah i'm sorry no no Demet- no i i you know it's
3: true though and you've got an excess of anything and she she insists on, on supplying us with more and more courgettes so so you know there's the odd vegetarian meal where i'm like oh but i don't to, to be honest jess unless it's like liver and kidneys i don't dr- i genuinely don't Dread eating anything. I'm really, yes like, Yeah, just love foods and anything. Me.
0: Oh, that's so good. I, I, I've got just once. I mean, I've noticed a few things in my stock cupboard, but I'm ref, I'm not saying them because some of them have been gifts from gifts from family. And amazing, friends. amazing. No Come on, shame. A jarred item that they've made. And imagine all the things you get in jars, spreads and chutneys and stuff. I've got I've got an enormous amount of those. Yes. Um, but I'm sure some of them will be delicious. The one thing I've got in at the moment that because I now, I don't know if you've got this, but I'm like, I can't I can't let anything go off. Yeah, I, will, I will just sort of constant sort of chase to incorporate everything. And then suddenly everything's gone. And then you're like, ah, i can't go to the supermarket. <sighs> but um, you get like, I feel like I get like two sort of calm days with a yeah. house full, you know, a cupboard full of fresh stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, right, oh, that's going to go, that's going to go, that's going to go. So um, at the moment, the thing I've got, that it, it's, it's on death's door and has been for so long. But I, 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 do you know, I put it in the food bin earlier and fucking fished it out again. Oh, what, what please, what's wrong with you? Well, because it's yet to be peeled. It's a little tangerine, <laughs> but it's gone, the skin's gone quite hard. And I've had that, all of the rest of the tangerines. My son refuses to eat them, but they're so hard to peel. You know, when the peel is very and it's really stuck to the tangerine inside. Yeah. And so you, you need to have put. You need to put three quarters of an hour aside just to get the prick open yeah. and edible and oh and it's, then, it ends
3: up on your nails for for weeks you yeah, get orange nails.
0: Nails covered all sloughed down your wrists and everything so you scrubbed up you've got this tangerine there that you finally peeled probably a few still bits of hard skin like the underside of a foot still attached to it <laughs> and then you eat it and they're really sour and bitter yeah
3: but that's great that's what we want isn't it bitter is good isn't it like really or, or is that the same as sharp like like a strong
0: no I I didn't want it to be strong. I want a sweet tangerine. I don't mind mm. a bit of tan. I don't want a really, it's almost grapefruit offensive.
3: Oh, yes. No, sorry. I'm getting my tastes confused. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. Yeah. That, is, uh, that is like the tangerine that nearly killed me. When it was, it had been in it been in my car door uh, bit for like weeks, and I just grabbed it and peeled it when I was driving the car. And it was, yeah, the grapefruit description has got it. Now I understand what you mean. Yes, that's what I had. I nearly the car genuinely swerved because I was I was spitting it up so aggressively. I needed windscreen wipers on the inside of the car because I sprayed old tangerine all over the place. Disgusting times.
0: Superb. You've got two little kids, haven't you? I have. Yeah, two boys. Yeah. Yep. And are they, has um, their eating changed during this? Have they got any idea that they're, I don't know, were they were they good eaters before slash fussy or whatever? Have they become less so? Are they eating loads? Are they not eating at all?
3: They are the most overprivileged, entitled, <coughs> not realising they were born, pair of arseholes. Um, yeah. they, they're still having their lemon curd yoghurt with their homemade granola for breakfast
0: oh my god do you know okay. what
3: my eldest son i mean this is going to unendear me any attempt i, I made, I made
0: in school because my son has granola for breakfast but at right. least i buy it right well at the, least it's
3: processed yeah is that quite right at least there's plenty still plenty of e-numbers and added sugar in there so uh, any attempt yeah. i made to endear myself to your audience and to make them like me um all out the window because when i tell you that my eldest son had a tantrum the other day because we'd run out of pomegranate seeds to go on his homemade <laughs> I'm so sorry, world. I'm so, so <laughs> sorry. I, I don't know. I've you... had same yeah.
0: thing with my kid recently, but but not um, food related. Thank God, not food related. But, I mean, he does want to eat constantly, which is exhausting. But, um, no, just last night, his parting shot, us my third attempt to get him to stay in bed and go to sleep. Just as I was leaving, he went, Mummy. And I said, yeah, and he went, you need to cut your nails. <laughs> Fucking hell, he's so bossy. Oh, that's brilliant. He's so but not about food, yeah. That's brilliant. Um, and he wants to play football all the time, but he'll only stand in goal. He won't actually move his body. And how does and, he um, feel
3: when you score a goal? Does he get cross if you score oh, a goal?
0: Oh, well, this is it. Like, it, I, So I repeatedly today, he makes the goal incredibly small. Yes. Which <laughs> is, is very fun. Yeah. Um, and then today, so obviously today, I was just basically ki- gently kicking it to him. It, you know yeah, and he was going you're not even trying and he started having a big flip out you're not trying hard enough to score like that so I was like oh alright and then I scored <laughs> and all my days he lost his shit <laughs> you cheated that was miss, you missed and you cheated and this isn't that's not football actually
3: at this point, though, it didn't matter because you had your shirt over your head and you were at the corner flag, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> um. I, uh, we, do you know what? It's funny that we had a similar football meltdown. We've got we're lucky enough to live on a little uh, cul de sac where we are, so we play football at the end of the cul de sac, and we seem to be so far immune to the um, the lockdown police who are patrolling. Um, and uh, we played football yesterday for an hour or so, and my eldest son got so cross. With his little brother, because his little brother kept claiming that he'd scored a goal, even though he clearly hadn't. But I wasn't really caring. I was like, Yeah, I call it a goal. And my eldest son went absolutely ballistic. And he's pretty right. good at football. He's nearly eight now and he's genuinely, worryingly quite good. And he kicked the ball so hard at my youngest son. He picked him out. He kicked it so hard, but at his feet, knowing that it would skittle him and knock him over. He toppled him. He 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 went bowling, but but with oh, his little brother. Yeah. It was honestly jess i was like fuck me that like my instinctive reaction as my youngest son lay on the floor with his face pinned to sharp gravelly tarmac my first thought was fair play that's a powerful pass
0: yeah
3: (laughs) he's really picked him out there he that's beautiful so so then i had to i had to go right and i went cold angry right inside now inside you get up Come here, it's not that bad. You inside, get in there. And I sat him down at the table and I made him I made him write 100
0: lines. Tom. Yeah, I had to. I had to. I didn't think you had it in you.
3: No, no, neither did I. I will not hurt what, my brother.
0: What, what, what did he have to write again and again? I may not do the absolutely perfect kick that takes <laughs> yeah. out, with the perfect accuracy and force, yeah. to take out my tiny brother's little legs both at once. Yeah, that's
3: what I made him do 500 times. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, maim him um, like Beckham. Yeah, that's what I should have done.
0: <laughs> Mame him like Beckham.
3: <laughs> awful, it was awful, Jess.
0: And they are looking for TV and radio that they can make right now. So I know, I
3: know, I know. Well, this will be on the BBC um, in no time.
0: <laughs> Say scrumdiddlyumptious. Oh no! And then you can be in my podcast. Yeah, scrumdiddlyumptious.
2: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Have
0: you ever had a patch where you ate the same thing every day?
2: Yeah, so when I was a student, I
3: used to eat um, and this is probably you probably get this answer every time, so apologies for being obvious, but You're I not I, I ate pasta tuna, pasta and tuna, which was um, actually no. The god, do you know, there were two things. Jess. I ate, I ate uh, yeah. tuna pasta, and then I, I discovered I could get. Um, there was a, a Charwad's chicken korma scenario, uh, Ooh. Where, yeah, where you'd get the sauce and the chicken in a jar, and you'd put it in a wok and warm it up, and then I, I couldn't be bothered to make noodles or or, or rice. See above, right. and yeah. so I put it on toast. So I okay. would say for over a year and a half of my life, I ate nothing pretty much but a uh, tuna surprise, which is my pasta tuna surprise. And What was in
0: um, your pasta tuna surprise apart from tuna and pasta? What a was the surprise?
3: A little bit of mayonnaise. Oh. Yes. Yeah, yep yeah, yep, yeah. And um, I was as fat as a barrel. I absolutely stank. And I was single. was strange. <laughs>
0: It's
3: a bit about stinking. Yeah. Oh,
0: God, yeah. I'm absolutely It
1: was <laughs> just reeked.
3: Reeked, I did. Awful. My, honestly, the, the, the cumin or whatever it was and the garlic coming through my skin, my, my bedsheets looked like the Turin Shroud. It was horrendous. And I
0: carried on. What was eating like growing up for you then? Do you have brothers and sisters? I know you had lots of sweet things. Why was that? Uh,
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had um, my dad. Wow, quite a weird childhood. I mean, there's an episode of Griefcast available for this. Um, I had, uh, my dad lived in London and I grew up in South Wales with just my mum. And both right. my brothers, both my brothers, were, are much older than me. So actually, I mean, I can't imagine why I became a stand-up comic, Jess. But to give it to you in a nutshell, um, my uh, dad's who had been quite distant but saw us regularly but quite distant, suddenly died yeah. when I was 13, and my brothers right. then fucked off to university, and I was left at home with an alcoholic mother. So I don't know how I became a stand-up comic. I don't know why there was any damage that made me into a performer. No, no, it's very hard to know, really. Um, very so nice very awesome. Nice so so sort of the the background music of food through all that was a um my dad never cooked never cooked for me really. He'd take me out for dinner yeah. a lot, but it was always too rich and I didn't really like it and I didn't eat. oh
0: did he take you for fancy dinners that you that was a bit weird to be taken for as a little
3: kid. Yeah, exactly. I I'd go and stay with him in London or whatever and it would just be yeah. I didn't like it. And I or, often I'd be away with him on business trips as well. He'd take me over for business trips and then we'd go on holidays afterwards. And right. um yeah, and and we'd have like yeah, we'd just go to restaurants with rich, heavy food. Um, eventually, I sort of, um, when I got older, I started to eat a lot of things. Like, I remember my favorite meal when I was 11 or 12 years old was, was snails. So I really look forward to going to France and eating
2: snails. Whoa. It's quite odd,
3: isn't it, for an 11 year old to have snails as their favorite meal?
0: Yeah, an 11 year old, Welsh yeah. slash English, definitely. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty weird. Snails. It's pretty weird. A i think there's something um i think we maybe sometimes patronize kids palates a bit like same to the, I, I, I fully agree with you i think it's something you're kind of wasting really fine dining on kids if you're pummeling them with it or whatever yeah but yeah equally, um, i don't know people seem so surprised every time that their child likes mussels or olives or yeah something spicy or whatever and it's like well everybody does seem to have one fucking story of a thing that they're surprised their kid likes and maybe yeah. kids do like...
3: And, so, and I've done this myself, I was sort of proud when my son uh, he likes olives, and I was like oh, he's really got a very sophisticated palate no, he's not got a sophisticated palate he's just eating some fucking olives, yeah. dude, jog on it's, Yeah,
0: my, my son likes olives um, yeah. but similarly, when he was two one night, he ate his own shit so... <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: You could have him on this eventually as a guest, and you can talk over I a nice, like, yeah, show. I of yeah. I am,
0: um, yeah. He's quite proud of it. He talks about that quite a lot, actually. I've occasionally tried to have conversations with him, just sort of record them on my phone about stuff that he's eaten, but I'm yet to capture any of the glorious stuff he says. He he point he got he was choosing a carton of drink in uh, like a newsagent's just before we weren't allowed in them anymore. Yeah. And then, <laughs> In front of the cashier, he pointed to a carton of lychee juice and said, "That looks disgusting. That looks like it tastes. Of a, that looks like it tastes of a dog ball." <laughs> and I thought, "That's such like a lovely." And it does really look like a ball. It didn't mean testicle. I checked. Um, it really, it do, a lychee does look like a ball that you'd throw for a dog. It's that's good already been a good description. That's, thought, that's great. Like of a disgusting thing to eat. Yeah. But he's um, also just quite like he, he, what did he say? I had a can of Dr. Pepper earlier because I, oh, if, if nothing else, I'm constantly treating myself to things. Um, no, and he said um, that smells of donuts. It does. Quite, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I buy donuts. that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing it's when they healthy. give you insight yeah.
3: into your own world.
0: I love that. Yeah. It is, but annoying when you can't record it because they won't repeat it.
3: Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't go well. When you say, say that again,
0: say it again. Yeah, say. Yeah, say, it again, do again. say it again. Hangover, what are you having? Have you got to go-to oh edible my God. drink? You,
3: you've literally just said it. That's so weird that you've just said it. I would have, that's exactly really? what I said, a Dr. I, I have to have a dog, know a dog's testicle.
0: Yeah. Um, ah, nice.
3: No, I, I will... Always have on a hangover, I'll have Dr. Pepper. And then, uh, you know, I I like to hit the stodge hard. I've got what I call a prison palette. And (laughs) I I like this is from, this is from, uh, I went to boarding school and I you know was was reared on a diet of stodge of comfort uh, uh starch toast carbs beans jelly you, you know what i mean it's just all yeah, in the yeah, same yeah. direction and uh yeah so i will i will revisit any of those touchstones when i'm hungover. i'll have a dr pepper and i'll have maybe a sausage sandwich with brown sauce mm. maybe and some chips Ooh. Yeah, it's and it's fucking yeah. joyful. It's wonderful,
0: joyful, and and um, good for the soul. Um, what um, have you ever used food for anything other than eating, like maybe as a weapon or a prank? And I think I thought I think I'm asking that because you just said about going to boarding school. Um,
3: I not that I can think of off the top of my head. I wish I could, but um,
0: typically, my um, my my son's dad, my ex, went to boarding school as well. And I think for people like me who didn't, um, there's a misconception about that I think people assume that the food in those institutions will be posh because it's just oh, oh, assumed no. to be like, no, You it's... know, everybody's like, he was saying the same. No, it'd be like, no, the crappiest like... Oh, my God, yeah. Awful. And, like, pinned, mass-manufactured, like, really...
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, horses, horses bulls. I, I went back to my school about 10 years ago to do a drama class, <laughs> the lols. And I went and ate in the canteen, which was quite funny because there were several people there who were kids uh, at the school when I was at the school and they were now teachers. And I was like, <laughs> uh. how are you guys? Um, and, uh, I ate the same foods that the, and the food hadn't changed in the, what was it then? 12, 13 years since I'd left school. And, um, it was really weird because about an hour and a half later, I was back at my mum's house, and I just did the most enormous, uh, the, the most enormous guff, and the room was <laughs> filled with a stench that I had not smelt since the mid nineties. It was oh no, I, that's
0: I, amazing! I, it was, you feel fart nostalgia.
3: Fart nostalgia, genuinely. I went, oh my god, that's like that, that's that weird beefy bo oniony smell. I have not smelt that since nineteen ninety
0: six. Oh my god, that's so funny and awful and Most awesome! Culture. Yeah, it's crazy. That, so oh, yeah. that is amazing. You farted yourself a memory. Yeah, that if I was going to write, you know,
3: the uh, HG Wells the Time Machine, and you want to go back in time, it would just be a small cube with someone guffing in it.
0: Oh, it's so fun! Do you know what I? I um that when I was. Like a kid, we, I had two friends whose whole family would, have, I suppose, because the family are all eating the same stuff. Yeah. You'd know the family fart smell. So you, <laughs> there would be no getting away with it for them because you'd be like, well, I'm afraid that's definitely, <laughs> you definitely <laughs> your family stink. You've, done, you, you've got your family, ain't it? It would be great if farts
3: came with a number plate, wouldn't it? And you could just, yeah, that's that's the Hughes's. Come here, you. Like, it's, yeah, that's just brilliant. A brilliant way to codify the smell.
0: <laughs> um do you ever think you've e- eaten or not eaten anything that's genuinely helped with an illness or medical thing oh, that's a great question
3: well i've done the chicken soup thing and it's definitely helped with cults there's no doubt
0: oh, right, right yeah that's so true actually just like a hot chicken soup yeah obviously but that's, a that, chicken soup um, um that's
3: the big jewish thing isn't it that's a that's the, you know they always go to that's that's like it. a cultural thing yeah chicken soup solves everything and it's definitely worked for me um
0: uh, oh i tell you what i tell you what here's one right this is a random one i think one. in caribbean culture there's lots of chicken noodle soups as well
3: yeah 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 yeah. because it all it's know. the salt and the goodness and in,
0: um, I austrian and they my nana would make s- s- lots of like very sort of thin watery soups but it was so delicious um and they'd always be made with a chicken stock so it's the same deal isn't it basically yeah it's just like yeah it, exactly great stock into really restorative
3: yeah but i'm sure it's i mean you know i'm i'm i definitely i would err on the side of medicine and science rather than me swearing blind that i felt better um but yeah. i the, the one thing i do remember was getting the um i think i got chicken pox or or yeah i think it was chicken pox during the 1988 olympics
0: right
3: and yeah and i my mum uh just poured uh lucasade into my system she decided lucasade was the way through this hence you know i mean if you want the sort of munchausen's by proxy she's giving me uh, all the sugar to try and give me diabetes i don't know what's going on there but she poured lucasade into my system and um and i still i'm still convinced to this day that lucasade is what made me better so i will often lean on lucasade mm-hmm. in times of illness
0: never fucking works Oh but it was definitely marketed as being medicinally useful, like up your glucose. There was the yeah. early doors glucose was like for when you were in. Yeah. I've heard yeah, that yeah. a lot. Exactly. And now that it's was, like it's just bollocks. It's another like manly sports drink, isn't it? Now well
3: the the, the right. thing about it being isotonic is just yeah. it's meaningless because isotonic means it's the same consistency blood. as blood, but you don't put it in your blood, you put it in your stomach. So what the fuck does isotonic mean? It's
0: it's nonsense. I, is that what isotonic means, the same consistency as blood? So basically, yeah, if you're if big into it, you're basically a modern vampire. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, yes. Yes. <laughs> the Matrix flickers and quick as a flash, all flowers everywhere in the whole wide world turn into fox turds. This is bad for everyone, not just humans and bees. Everyone, as if we haven't got enough to contend with. Suddenly cemeteries, vases and fairies' heads are absolutely covered in the most horrific shit. The Glitch has agreed to reverse time and not do this, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, do 972 cartwheels whilst wearing very heavy anchors on your orthopaedic shoes. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're the hero of all people forever and ever and ever, and your reward is, in fact, to go down in history as having... Saved humanity from um, an added horror in the midst of a pandemic, but um, your reward in the moment, once you've like got your shit together, had a shower, whatever you need to do to feel good, is a feast of your dreams. You've never oh. been hungrier, never been happier. This is the opposite of a last meal. I want, if you can imagine, you're happier, but hungriest, but not starving. You know, you're not wild. That place where you're like the, the perfect position to be in to eat something majestic and then i don't care i certainly couldn't give a fuck if anything's healthy ethical but also any of your answers here don't have to be um possible even you can be completely made up or hypothetical so i'd love to know in the feet of your dreams where anything possible what you'd eat what you'd drink and if there's a who with and where then who with and where
3: Okay. All right. Brilliant. This, that is the, easily the longest question I've ever been asked, and I've been asked questions yeah. by four-year-olds, so that is impressive. Um, so I'm gonna no, I'm gonna just to sort of take you on a brief tour of where my mind's going. I, my first stop is incredibly, um, in, incredibly thick dense piles of salmon and tuna sushi i find sushi the most decadent delicious yeah. magical thing so I, i'm I, i'm hitting that first but then i'm aware that that isn't quite celebratory enough for me that's almost meditative oh, and calm you know
0: oh, it's it's- i love sushi so much it's quite a summery thing to me yeah, I yes, totally, time, totally. Um, and as it, soon as is wrong, it's like, oh, yes, please. Yeah,
3: exactly. And But it also feels quite something I'd have by myself and not necessarily celebratory, so I'm going to park that. And then I instantly go over towards um, – Just. I mean, I'm really sorry. I'm a junk foodaholic. I'm going to be dead by 50. I fucking love a pizza. I love, fucking love a Domino's with all the meats nice. of the world. I don't care if it's got zebra or pigeon. Like, I would just absolutely <laughs> – um, I'll gorge on the new Domino's dog. That's fine. I'll have that. But it's not, again, it's it, the problem with the Domino's pizza is that you will, and I, I say this advisedly, I don't know if you've got sponsorship with them, but I've had food poisoning no. off Domino's twice, really
0: badly. Oh, so dear. Let's just I love it a, that you're still choosing those for your dream meal. Yeah, yeah. but it's, honestly, I, you can be quite specific, since this is a theoretical feast of your dreams, that you want yeah, a not-poison pizza. <laughs>
3: just, but but, but uh, there is something celebratory and self-destructive about a a, a big disgusting pizza so, but i'm going to pause that i think i know what it is i think i know what it is it would be right. a it would be a curry it would be a curry at there's a restaurant that i go to next to where my uh, wife grew up in chesterfield um called indian blue it's right by uh the wheelhouse i think it's called the art center there and the curries there are just out of this world. They have subtlety, they have uh, creaminess, which is what I always like. They have loads of meat. They have good meat in there as well. So it tastes like nice chicken, nice beef, nice lamb. Actually, not beef, nice lamb. Um, they do incredible breads. They do mushroom rice. They do the, They do poppadoms that that almost evaporate as they enter your mouth. They do the coldest cobra or kingfisher
0: that, that
2: oh, yes.
3: forms this... Taste bud opera as it flies, and that's another thing as well. The great thing I love about curry, see above with me eating my boost, is that I can inhale it, and because it's punching with spice and and cream and richness, I can still enjoy it, even though I'm eating it at three thousand miles an hour. Right, so. <laughs> it- it, it would be a curry. It would be a curry with lots of different dishes with, with moog things and, and mm. like, even just, even a corner, there's amazing tandoori, all sorts of stuff. Um, and it would be, it would be with, boringly, it would be with my family, um, my wife. Oh, my that's
0: lovely. And, that's and my nice.
3: Dog, and my dog would be there as well.
0: Um, yes, please. There you go. Oh, I think that's a lovely answer. And you've really made me want to eat all of those things, apart from the poison pizza. <laughs> Make, I'm going to be thinking about sushi and a really fish, like a properly lush curry. Yeah. So, um, thank you. Thank um, you thanks so much, much for
3: doing. Absolute pleasure. I love that, Jess. Thank you. It's made me. Re- it's reawoken how much I need to appreciate food and not just uh, wolf it down like I'm about to die if I don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What a magnificent guest Tom was. Follow him on social media. It's at Price Tom on Twitter. And his podcast is so good. It's called My Mate Bought a Toaster. It's also an Acast and available in all the usual podcast places. And I'm on it soon. And, um, yeah, what he does is goes through his guest's Amazon purchase history. And he goes back a really long way. And it's very revealing. Uh, I am in a series on ITV at the moment called The Trouble with Maggie Cole in a few episodes, playing a very, it was very fun to play, an absolute monster of a woman. And I'm very briefly, blink if you, and you will honestly miss it, in a really good drama on uh, iPlayer at the moment called Trigonometry. I'm keeping relatively noisy on social media. Follow us at The Hoovering Pod. We're doing um, chats every Monday night at 9pm with former guests about their lockdown eating. Uh, Follow me at Jessica Q. You can tweet me or whatever. If you want to send me something longer than a tweet, you can do that through my website, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks again to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by the brilliant Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering.